This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by LivePlan. Did you know that millions of small businesses use LivePlan products to start their business? Did you know that these small businesses prefer a cloud-based accounting solution two times more versus a desktop solution? Did you know that 89% of these small business owners prefer virtual advisory services? Did you know that the number one thing they want from an expert advisor is strategic planning and review? This is even more than general accounting and bookkeeping services. Did you know that LivePlan has an expert advisory directory that you can join to gain access to these millions of small businesses? To learn more about becoming a LivePlan expert advisor, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.com forward slash LivePlan. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.com forward slash L-I-V-E-P-L-A-N. And be sure to check out the LivePlan method to learn how you can grow and scale your advisory business. Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm Blake Oliver. And I'm David Leary, sitting two feet away from Blake. We can touch, reach out your hand. Finally. Oh, the magic. It's amazing. So instead of being me in the closet, Blake's in my hotel room. Yeah. At the Hard Rock. Hard Rock Cafe. In Cafe. San, not Cafe. Hard Rock hotel. Hotel. hotel in San Diego. And we have the San Diego Convention Center. We can see it out the window where ZeroCon happened today. You so you're at ZeroCon today? Yeah. Five hours ago, I think I was still in Salt Lake City. It's going New Heights. Yeah. Got on a plane, came here, changed shirts, went to dinner. And then we came here to record another episode of what happened at these two conferences. Yeah, it was a busy day at ZeroCon. I'll fill you in, David. Let you know all the details. Not a lot, a lot of news came out of Skilling Heights today. Um, two small things. One was an observation I made. Okay. Towards the end of the day, I was actually at the airport trying to watch a Facebook live feed. Uh, Rich Priest and uh, Rij did an interview with Joe Woodard moderated, but it was all audience questions. Most questions were QuickBooks Live. I interviewed Rich Priest yesterday, which we have to get that episode edited and put out there. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a lot in that that he didn't already say. So if you didn't miss the Facebook Live video, you could just tune into the podcast episode when we drop that. So that 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 was the only kind of newsy thing that happened. But I did make an observation in general. Mm -hmm. People are starting to get frustrated with fetching. 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 What do you mean? So a lot of accounts and bookkeepers, you have your clients, mm -hmm. right? And when you're trying to fetch things because of two-factor authentication, Banks are changing password procedures. You kind of start to feel incompetent when you go to your small business owner, like, oh, this broke again. I need your password. Can you log in? I need this thing. It's a process that's not in control. Right. And they're starting to be like, it's better just to get them to get the paper bank statements and just take, give me the paper bank statements and I'll scan them and do whatever I need to do with them once I scan them because I can control the paper process. So what's the solution to this? I don't know what the solution is. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just, just general just, frustration. Just, just they're generally frustrated with fetching. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like that's that's kind of a unique problem to the U.S. because we have so many banks. So uh, if you are a developer and you are building connections to various banks, you're, you're either doing it yourself. And then as soon as you get to a certain like critical mass, they start breaking and then you are fixing them and it's constant catch up. Or you're using a third party provider like a Yodli which is what Zero uses to connect to banks. Yodley or Plaid. We've talked or, about Plaid. Yeah, and Plaid. And then it, it'll take time for them to fix it and things will break. So it's kind of a uniquely United States problem that we have here with like connections breaking all the time. And I think it's opportunity for banks. Like, And I've said this before. I think Chase is, in, Chase is going after, they're doing a 10-year play to win small businesses. Mm -hmm. right? Chase lets you invite an account or bookkeeper as like an admin to your account. So if you need to get a check image, the business owner doesn't have to go contact the bank to do something. You can do that yeah. on behalf of the account. You kind of, it's like admin rights or mm -hmm. you're, you're a power user or whatever you want to call it to their bank account. And so Chase lets you do that. Chase is working like with Intuit to create better bank feeds. And so 
some banks are figuring out that small business is important. And those are the ones that accounts are just going to, and I've talked to, I talked to bookkeepers today that said they move every client to Chase. Because of the ease of use. Ease of use, convenience, it's reliable when it comes to Mm -hmm. bank feeds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So these smaller banks that are not supporting technology well are going to pay in the long run. Yeah. So uh, welcome to San Diego, David. Shall I fill you in on day one of ZeroCon? Yes, because I did not, um, on the Twitters, I did not keep track. It was, Scaling New Heights is busy. Yeah. The sessions start at 7 a.m. It, people go like and then it goes all day and then there's yeah. like an after party in the evening and speaking of after parties you had different nights i was uh at the scale new heights party in salt lake city and you went to an exciting party here in san diego yeah, so uh i arrived here yesterday afternoon and i uh went to the hotel checked in dropped my stuff off and headed right back to the uh harbor to get on the gusto yacht Gusto yacht. Yeah. They own a yacht now. <laughs> well, it might have been oversold slightly. It's a more of a boat, but okay. yeah, it was the the Gusto cruise around the harbor. It was beautiful. A little overcast, a little chilly, but uh, really fun and uh, great spending time with the folks at Gusto. Went out later to the practice ignition party where I think all of the entire conference was at that uh, volcano rabbit. A bar here in that does not sound like it ended in a good night the volcano I, rabbit i think it's called volcano rabbit yeah unless i'm mistaking I, I might not be remembering correctly but um and then got up early for zero con yeah for day one so you can you can hear it in my voice it's a little rough yes, after yes, a full day yes. but uh i did make it to the 9 a.m keynote so i have some updates for you david some new stuff going on with zero and just to let the audience know like how dedicated <laughs> we are to you the listeners we had dinner and we came into the hotel room to record. It is now 11.04 PM and we're recording the podcast for yes. your listeners. This is dedication right here. So just be thankful you're not reading a press release right now because I'm going to give it to you straight. Thank you. David, so you don't have to read those press releases. Here's what happened. All right. Zero has announced smarter tools to help accountants and bookkeepers manage their digital practice. The big takeaway from this, uh, this announcement, tax mapper. So now U.S. accountants and bookkeepers will be able to map their accounts to different tax lines on, on tax forms and uh, export those directly uh, into a format that you can import into your tax software. Instead of right now, the use case would, or the, the workflow would be, I have my accounts in my accounting software. I just export some reports out of zero. Yeah, you export I get those a trial to, balance. To a spreadsheet, I mess around with it, and then I take that, resave it as CSV, and import that into some sort of tax yeah. software, CCH Pro Series. Yes. I do all that. I, I just map them mm-hmm. inside of zero, and then I and export, then you export. Okay. So, you, so you, theoretically, you will not have to do that intermediate step, which can take a lot of time. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to make all the desktop people happy. QuickBooks Desktop was doing that like 15 years ago, so it's good <laughs> to see. Like It makes sense. Yes. So it makes sense to just, you map that once, and once you have it mapped, you can just push that through. Yeah, and then you, you do it one time and you can do it every year. It's the same. So this means in theory, if you have clients on zero, but you're an Intuit Pro Connect user, you mm-hmm. kind of have a more efficient use workflow now. Yeah, well, and I, I, I'm interested to talk to Lauren, Laura Lynn Wilson. Oh, from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yep. so she was on the podcast talking about her very, very efficient QBO to ProConnect workflow. I'm wondering what she thinks about the new tax mapper. Would that be enough to get her to make the switch. It's a good point. Because it saves her hours and hours every return. This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by TOA Global. 
As you know, most firms struggle with attracting, managing, and retaining staff. And finding staff is getting tougher every day. This is where TOA Global can help. TOA Global is the most professional outsourcing partner to help you build and manage a global accounting team. By building a global team, you'll be able to take away the time-consuming process-oriented work from your local team while building a cost-effective team offshore. As people experts, TOA Global can help you select and develop your best team members easily using their expert ecosystem of people, security, technology, and professional development tools. To learn how to build your world-class team today, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.com slash TOA Global. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.com slash T-O-A-G-L-O-B-A-L. So that was one announcement. The second one, uh, which I am actually even more excited about, uh, and David, you will be excited about as a payments guy, because you love fintech, <laughs> you love guy. payments. You're Actually, the- speaking of payments, let's side, side note, you uh-huh. know, we've talked about like cash only places, credit card only places. <laughs> I wound up at a place last night at Salt Lake City that only cash took cash, only. cash only. And it was like, it was like a, a time machine a uh-huh. little bit. It's cash yeah. only. And then I got to the point where I was like, do I really want a beer? I don't feel like getting money out of the ATM. And so I just chose water the rest of the night. But I thought it was interesting. They have like a cigarette machine, like at the old, remember your kid at the bowling alley, the cigarette machines? Yeah. And it's cash only. And yeah. it costs $10 for a pack of cigarettes. So somebody would have all, to put $10 in quarters. They to didn't get a pack take of dollars. It was all. No, it was, it's, <laughs> but anyway. so, you know, if, if you save up your quarters, you can get that pack, a pack of cigarettes. Well, in the payment space, some big news from Zero. They have partnered with Stripe. Like, this is not just one of those press release announcements. There, there were people from Stripe here at ZeroCon today uh, helping out with this announcement. Your Stripe transactions, you will now be able to add your Stripe account as a bank feed in Zero, as a bank account. So this is true fintech here, right? We're not, yes. and, and it makes sense, right? Because your Stripe account really for, for many businesses is like a bank account. It carries a balance, right? Yep. It gets paid out to you. So you're going to be able to have uh, your Stripe account in Zero as a, as a bank account. And all of those transactions will be imported individually. So all of the deposits, all of the fees, uh, just like it were a, a bank feed. And, and people have been doing this as kind of a workaround, like importing their transaction detail into like a fake bank account in order to make this work. So this is fantastic. It's now you're going to be able to do it automatically. And you'll have all that, all the detail about the Stripe transaction in there. The second thing, which is even more exciting, is auto pay. What does that mean? So that means you'll be able to set up and receive recurring payments linked to recurring billing in zero. So let's say, David, I'm selling you something, uh, accounting services on a monthly basis okay. for Sombrero apps. Uh, I can set up a recurring invoice in zero and then automatically charge you every month inside of zero, not having to use an add-on. Okay, so I don't have to go out to Stripe's website because I know Stripe supports like recurring payments yeah, or some yeah. subscription type payments. I don't have to go to some other website to do this. I just put a checkbox, yeah. charge Blake every month, $35. Yeah. And... It's going to do that through Stripe, and I have no extra work involved. Yeah, and none of the credit card data is saved in Zero. It's all tokenized in Stripe, so it's all very secure. You, as the as the client, can go and change that yourself. Which is, you know, so if your credit card expires, you can go update it. There are plenty of add-ons that solve this challenge for Zero users. But so, what I think this is really built for is the business owner, right? And this is Zero's focus on that end user: is that their biggest pain is invoicing and getting paid. And that was clear in some of the stats that Zero shared when they made this announcement, which is that businesses that do not have 
a Stripe integrated payment system in Zero, they get paid over two weeks slower than businesses that are using integrated Zero and Stripe payments. I think in two, it's had stats yeah. similar to that with QuickBooks. Like if, if you don't have um, ACH or credit cards enabled, yeah. then you don't give payment options when you send an invoice. It takes a long time to get paid. It takes paid. a long time to get paid. And that two weeks of delayed cash flow or more can have a big impact. And most businesses in the, in the United States that fail, it's because of poor cash flow. So this is really a move, I think, to make zero solve that key pain point for, for small businesses. It's a, bi- a big announcement. Um, Stripe's, yeah. Stripe's a huge, uh, a lot. I've always said like, Nobody uses Stripe, but everybody uses Stripe. And this is another example that people will be using Stripe and not knowing they're using Stripe to, to send out those invoices. And, and Craig Walker, uh, who was originally wrote the very first version of Zero, he demonstrated live on stage some of the cool Stripe features that they're building into Zero. One of those is a Bluetooth-enabled payment card reader so that I can actually accept credit card payments in Zero using a linked, like, uh, uh, what do you call those? Uh, terminal terminal yeah it's like a a, one of those terminals that can take like apple pay and stuff like that so i can just like tap my card as a as a customer and you as a zero user can just accept that payment using a stripe where formerly you would have had to use some sort of like add-on card reader with your phone it wasn't linked to zero or anything like that so did they announce like any uh like is there different rates for this versus typical stripe rates Mm -hmm. or other credit card processing type rates that's interesting because no it's the it's as far as i know it's the same standard Stripe rate, which is what 2.9% on all transactions, which uh, brings up an interesting question that was covered in one of the media panels today that I got to attend, which is, uh, you know, the challenge of convincing small businesses to actually take credit cards, right? In In a lot of cases, small businesses in the United States don't want to take credit cards because of those transaction fees. They say, well, you know, if I accept a $100 payment, I'm paying like close to three bucks to receive that payment. What we as accountants have to do is help business owners understand that, yes, they're paying a transaction fee, but that the the benefits of getting paid faster and not having to deal with paper checks and all of the costs, the hidden costs associated with paper payments makes it well worth it to accept digital payments and to accept that higher transaction fee. So last night I was at that, that bar because they didn't take credit cards. They 100% lost all my revenue. Right. Right, exactly. And if they'd sold you one more drink uh, as a result of taking credit card payments, I'm going to route around for everybody. Yeah, they, <laughs> there you go. I mean, I mean, you're known to do that. Yes. Right? And so, so the listeners they, 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 of the so, podcast should know that if you see David in a bar, he is obligated to buy you a drink. So a hundred dollar bar tab. Yeah. The bar would have had to pay three dollars in fees, and to save that three dollars in fees, I bought zero alcohol and they get zero revenue. Right. Exactly. They saved their three bucks. Logically. It completely makes sense. Every business should be taking credit card payments, digital payments, but they don't because of this loss aversion, right? People don't like losing money. They think that when they take a credit card payment, they're losing money. And actually, a surprising number of accounting firms don't take credit cards. I think it's something like half of accounting firms. You know, I d- don't quote me on that, but I, I remember we talked about a stat like this. Wait, which is okay if you have all your clients set up on ACH and automatically would Oh, yeah. debiting their accounts, it's okay. But there's a lot still sending out paper invoices yes. to clients and the client may pay you 90 days from now. Yeah, they're waiting 30 days to get paid. And it just makes no sense to be doing that. I mean, I, um, I when I had my firm, uh, I set everybody up on automatic monthly payments and that's the way I survived. I couldn't, I, I mean, 
the amount of capital that you have to have to basically finance your clients to you know loaning them money uh, is just insane. It's interesting because it's it's not like big news that made the audience just explode in cheers that you see sometimes at conferences when new features are announced. But I think these are really, really good for the end user, which is what's really important in building support for Zero as a platform in the United States is solving that payments problem. So that is the biggest challenge for small businesses. Yep. And I think that's still going to be a debate this yeah. like cash versus credit one versus the other. And we'll see when it stops. Yeah. So going to, I think I mentioned session start like 7 a.m. What time does session start tomorrow? I think it's 9 a.m. I hope. <laughs> so I get to sleep in like three hours. Plus, yeah. plus I get a, a gain an hour because of the time zone change. Like it's going to be beautiful. Let, let's double check that. Okay. So ZeroCon day two schedule kicks off on, yep, 9, 9.15. You get an extra 15 minutes, David. Okay. But don't miss breakfast. But I'm also going to do double duty. I'm going to have to watch this Twitter feed for Scaling New Heights because on that last day of Scaling New Heights, they always announce where the next Scaling New Heights is going to oh. be. So that'll be news we'll have to make sure I pick up tomorrow. There's actually one more piece oh, of news else, um, from ZeroCon. And I, I, I missed this. I was not in the room when this was announced, if this was announced in a keynote. Apparently... you were. This was an assignment. What do you mean you weren't in the room? Well, you know, I'm a <laughs> busy guy, David. I, I had to get it. So actually... Um, All right, now we have a job opening for one <laughs> field reporter. <laughs> This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by Halon Tax. As a new business owner and first-time business tax filer, I needed a peace of mind knowing that my S-Corp return was done correctly. I signed up for Halon Tax, connected my QuickBooks online, filled out about four fields in a wizard, clarified two small items with the Halon Tax team. A few days later, I got a text telling me my return was finished. I launched Halon Tax and e-signed my return. The whole end-to-end process was painless and frankly, kind of amazing. Now, Halon Tax is working with bookkeepers and accountants like yourself to offer the same amazing experience to your small business clients. They even have a free offering for a one-year trial for all your clients. This even includes your own dedicated tax CPA. To learn more about this exciting offer from Halon Tax, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.com forward slash Halon Tax. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.com forward slash H-A-L-O-N-T-A-X. Oh yeah, and Halon Tax also works great with Zero and Wave 2. So one of the keynote speakers today was Sean Canugo. Okay. He's a CPA. I think he calls himself like a disruption strategist. And he gave a keynote. That's worse than my made-up business title. (laughs) What's your made-up business title? Well, I was a small business ecosystem evangelist. This is good, right? Disruption strategist. So Sean Canugo, um, he gave one of the keynote addresses about... It was called Strategy in a World of Disruption. Be bold, be brave, be experimental. Why build a cultural... Culture of Experimentation. Great title. Great, great keynote. Uh, and we connected on, this is the beauty of the internet. We connected on Twitter, sitting like 10 seats away from each other. And so I interviewed him uh, right after his keynote. Oh, so exciting. that's why that was, was my excuse for not being in the room. Uh, we scored a good, uh, keynote yeah. interview. So uh, that'll be coming out and you'll get to hear Sean's take on building a culture of disruption. And, uh, I asked him some questions about, you know, if you're a, if you're an accountant in a more traditional firm, how do you build support for like moving to the cloud? Right. Cause I know a number of our listeners are having that challenge, right? You might be a staff accountant, a manager in a more traditional firm, just as I was, and you're having a really hard time getting the partners on board with it. And he had some great tips. So, uh, I think my favorite was, uh, go to work every day and try to get yourself fired. That's <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> well, in you know, in a in a talent shortage type situation, hey, you know, if if you by chance succeed, 
then uh, you'll probably be better off, right? But uh, I, I will save that for the. So it's special. all in the interview you did today. It's all in the interview awesome. today. Yeah. So um, uh, the last piece of news I have at a zero con is PwC and Zero are partnering up. They have officially created a global collaboration uh, with PwC, allowing local PwC firms around the world to provide quick and easy access for their clients to access the Zero platform. So what is you know what does it really mean? Um, hard to know because announcements like this happen pretty frequently with the big four. Yeah, and I've, I've seen a lot of announcements like this for yeah. lots of apps and it's always a struggle because the big, it's a great press release, but the big firms are slow to roll out technology to small businesses. Yeah. And so it, it, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, yeah. you can't say it'll never happen, but historically speaking, a lot of apps have gotten great press releases. And then Intuit the big, did this sort of thing in the past. Intuit, too, right? I've seen other apps, expense apps have done it. I've yeah. seen lots of apps that have done this and got the big press release. And it's just, they're just slow to roll it out versus if you think about the average uh, zero advisor, or even the pro advisors that are at scaling new heights, if they, they have 60 clients, when they decide they're going to implement an app or roll something out, they roll it out to all 60 clients. Yeah. But these big firms, they have, they have thousands of clients and then they roll it out to 42 <laughs> and, then, and then it loses steam. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But um, yeah, the, that's what I caught. Maybe I hopefully I didn't miss anything. If I did, you should let me know. I'm on Twitter at Blake T. Oliver. How about you, David? I'm on Twitter at David Leary. It's going to be fun being with you, David, tomorrow at ZeroCon Day 2 together. My first ZeroCon. Are they going to put like a little X on my forehead? Is there anything weird like that that I, happens? You know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, David. You better watch your back. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to be interviewing some Zero folks. We, we've we got some uh, high-level people at Zero. High-level people. High-level. <laughs> I, I don't want to It keeps changing. We'll, we'll see who actually shows Before up. Before we commit, yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, some really good, inter- uh, you know, we're going to ask some uh, tough questions of the zero leadership team. That'll be really fun. And we're going to try and walk the floor at ZeroCon, right? Okay. So okay, we're going to take our mobile podcast rig and uh, we'll see if we can go around and, and meet various folks and just see what happens. Like man on the street. Man on the street type I, interviews. You know what we could do? Yeah. I have an idea. Since it is a summer advising, yeah. we'll just ask everybody the same question. Uh-huh. What is advisory? <laughs> we'll get all these crazy answers. It'll be so much fun. I, I think we might want to try that. And then that way we don't yeah. get in a conversation with people. We'll just ask them that one question. That they one get question. to answer it. See you later. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. So uh, let's go get some sleep. David, I'll see you in a few hours. All right. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye.